And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you once again, the legendary John Bon Jovial, and uh, welcome aboard, That's everyone, right. for another hour of music, mirth, merriment, madness, and all the other M words. And uh, what is that you're mumbling? You left out mayhem. Mayhem, yes. Well, I got John you, bon so I... And I said, that's right. Yeah, and don't you ever forget it, either. Uh, how could I? You keep reminding me. <laughs> but speaking of music, we've got a boatload of that this week, and we're going to start it off right now with a guy who calls himself Rex Orange County, and keep it up.
Rex Orange County. Keep it up. And Rex is Alexander James O'Connor. And he's a 23-year-old English singer and songwriter who rose to fame back in 2017 following multiple features on Tyler, the Creator's Grammy-nominated album, Flower Boy. And his name, Rex Orange County, is based on a teacher-given nickname, the O.C., because of his surname, which is O'Connor O.C. And he's from Hasselmere, which is a suburb in the southern county of Surrey, southwest of London. He's released three albums, finished second in the 2018 BBC Sound Competition to Norwegian singer Sigrid. And you can check out his complete bio on Wiki. Check him out online at Rex Orange County. He has a new album, which this track was from. The album is called Who Cares and will be out March 11th of this year. John Bon Jovial, your thoughts? It's really kind of an interesting mashup of uh, an orchestral sound with some very, I, I don't know, maybe I'm, I may be wrong. I think he's using auto-tune in this, but if he is, he's using it in such a way that I think it could be, it, I think it is effective. I'm, uh, as you know, I am no proponent of auto-tune. <laughs> I, I don't like it one little bit. Oh, well, we know. But yes. this, I, I think this is an exception because uh, I was listening very carefully and I think that, uh, you know, on the guitar, you've got uh, from zero to ten for your volume, and maybe he's got this at one. Just, It's a very, very slight enhancement. And I yeah, think right, in yeah. this case, I'm going to make an exception. It works. That's high praise, Rex. If you're listening, that is very high praise coming from John Don Jovial, to whom autotune is anathema. So uh, <laughs> take it and run with it. No, I agree. It is a... It's a listable sound. It's an interesting mashup of classical orchestration and today's pop music. I think it's a crossover sound that can work. I, I'm hesitating to go so far as to say will work, but uh, he definitely has a sound to appeal to today's pop market. And if you can introduce serious music, uh, classical or however, to today's pop market, that can only be good. Plus, it's a heck of a neat little tune. It's listenable, upbeat, pleasant, and uh, it, it's just it's just enjoyable. I think that if you can get a program director at one of these hip-hop stations, uh, whether it's going to be through Beasley or through iHeartRadio, to take a chance on this, they'd make a good decision because I think it would fit in with all of the other you know, hip-hop, R&B, and something – that would really stand out, and uh, it, I, I think it could be an audience builder. I have to agree with you there, and we have our first guest standing by. We want to get to him as quickly as possible, but John Bon Jovial, have to check in with you on your comments for the week. How are you doing? Not too bad. Uh, it's been weather-wise. The last few days have been just absolutely magnificent. You know, the East Coast, the Northeast got slammed by that nor'easter. Yeah. Two feet of snow plus in Boston, thousands without power, sub-zero temperatures. Having lived up there and lived through stuff like that, I can sympathize with them. And, uh, I can, too. I, I'm from the Boston area, so I yes, know. Yes, you are. But and I tell you my what, heart goes out to those thousands of people that have been sure. without power in all of this. But here in southwest Florida, in the Naples area, 
Uh, it has been, by Florida standards, most people would call it cold. It was really kind of hilarious. I've seen people out wearing their parkas. Uh, it's like yesterday we had a high temperature of 57 degrees and a low temperature of 33. There was actually uh, frost on, on, on our grass, which you know I hadn't seen in probably four or five years. But the thing is, there wasn't a cloud in the sky, and the humidity was only about 17%. And it was just devastatingly beautiful out. It, it, you know, it's so unusual to get that kind of combination of weather here in South Florida. So, you know, I was eating it up. It's, uh, you, you had winter in Arizona. You had yourself a, a day or two of winter in Arizona because that's what we get. Like right now, we're headed back into more normal temperature. We've been kind of warm, but we're headed back down to where our daytime highs will be in the 60s. And our overnight lows down around 40, so you know that's uh, that's tolerable weather even for a uh, even for a transplant who spent a lot of time in the Southwest. I I can live with that. I really can. Oh, and absolutely. we can live with a absolutely. lot of music, but we have to play it for you to enjoy it. We want to say hello to our friends back at WRFZ, our flagship station, Rochester Free Radio in Rochester, New York, WRFZ FM 106.3, Steve Litback's Rock and Roll Rumble Show that follows the David Bowers Awards on Saturdays, and uh, Armin Spins that follows Steve's show, and of course Saturday nights, our good friend Jeff Moulton's ABC Oldies Saturday evenings at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. We also want to shoot out a uh, hello and salute to our friends at Kitty Bingo, our house band that provides our theme song for us, and mention also that our friends at Anchor FM have made it possible for you all to be a part of the David Bowers Awards and support in the music and the artists who make it. If you'd like to contribute, listen on Anchor FM, and at the end of the show, click the link, and you can contribute whatever you want. Chip in. Anything is appreciated. It all helps, and it makes you a part of the David Bowers Award and our support for indie artists and their music. Keep that in mind. Right now, we're going to introduce our next guest, which... uh, actually was a guest from last week indirectly. The guest that we have did not appear because he is a member of the group. We had a young lady who was talking about the agency, or rather the record label that produces their records, and uh, we're going to get more into that, but we want you to listen to the music of a group who call themselves For Real. They use the IV. We had so much response, we just had to get them on here on the show. Here they are with the tune we played last week called Always.
with us about the group and their music and all kinds of stuff is Mr. Michael Jones. Michael, how are you? Hey, John. Hey, David. Man, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to talk Our to you guys today. 
Our pleasure. Our pleasure to have you on. And I got to ask you, I made this comment when we played this song last week. I've got to ask you, your singer who nailed those yes, high notes on there, he didn't hurt himself doing that, did he? Uh, no, that's, that was an artist, uh, Smith, who, who's a natural first tenor. It just comes natural to him. He, uh, he has those notes. Amazing. You know, you could tell that he wasn't really forcing it. I mean, doing that isn't Mm -mm. totally easy, but you could tell it came pretty natural to him. That's an amazing sound. And we couldn't help but remark last week how much your music and your sound reminds us of the the soul music of the late 60s. It's funny that you would say that because even uh, in 92 when we released, I had music executives uh, saying the exact same thing, and that is an awesome compliment, and I'm just, you know, proud to continue to represent that genre. Well, well i got to tell you, it is for uh, real. Michael, the, the, uh, yeah, it is, it's for real, yeah. I'm listening to this, and, you know, I am a devotee, if you will, of rhythm and blues of the, the late 60s and the early 70s, and I hear such a wonderful mashup of the spinners and the stylistics and uh, Martha Reeves and, 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 and I'm just, you know, I'm listening to this and thinking, where has this been? I mean, this is just a marvelous song, and this has got commercial success written all over it. It's viable today. It could have been viable yeah. in 1972. It's a timeless piece of music, and and I got to congratulate you for it. It's it's just wonderful. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you. It, it means a lot. You know, true story. In '93, we <laughs> we had a very prominent record producer who heard it and said, "That's a hit." He said, "But you know what? Uh, your timing is off." And I said, well, "Sir, what do you mean?" And he said. Well, you know, gangster rap is the is the new thing. So if you <laughs> if you go back and if you change the lyrics and say some derogatory things about women, I will have you guys signed by next week. Oh, I looked Lord. at him. I said, oh, "Are you kidding?" And I just <laughs> I picked up my paperwork and walked out the office. It was amazing. So you know, people say, "Hey, it's your timing and talent." But quality never goes out of style. I said that's why people are singing my girl. No, absolutely. And your record guy may be, you know, saying to you, you know, you uh, you do some gangster rap in that, and you you put, uh, you know, you know, yo and and hoes and and, and all whatever else you're <laughs> suggesting, and that is going to appeal to such a narrow cast audience. Now I, I can only speak for my generation. Uh, David and I were both baby boomers we're we're dinosaurs and but it's the thing is it's the baby boomer generation and the gen xers that have the money to spend and so you're going to be with that song with that style of music with the way that you've orchestrated this and produced it and put it all together those are the folks that are going to respond and those are the folks that are going to make this a hit and those are the folks that are going to make you some money by buying the music we we just wanted to stay uh, true to true to ourselves and true to our art form. Uh, I went to school. My undergrad is in uh, music education, and I'm a drummer by profession. Shout out to the group that you had on before. I really, you guys are right. There's a mishmash of uh, classical and hip hop, and that drummer was on point. I love that drum track that was laid. Uh, 
lot of the young artists, you know, you get caught up in what I call the microwave fame. You want it right now, and it it just doesn't last. And I'm like with you, auto tune. I, I wish I could take a hammer to anybody that you <laughs> <laughs> you put the lie to all those old jokes about drummers not having ears for music. <laughs> It's good to do all the ad libs and hitting the cymbals and hitting the floor times and double basses and all of that. But the hardest thing to do is become a pocket drummer where that and beat never changes. And I never believed that was true until I started recording. And I said, oh, my God, my professors was, was right. That being in the pocket, being in that space, where it allows the other people to do their thing is 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 it takes practice and that takes years of work. Yeah, and you got to know what you're doing. So it, oh, it, it takes yes, sir. It takes a major degree of talent, and uh, I salute you one for having it and two for acknowledging it because that's a uh, like I said, there's been a lot of jokes about drummers and the fact that they don't have an ear for music, and you uh, you sure prove that's not true. <laughs> Michael, tell me, tell me about the group now. Are, are you making new music now? Are you going to be in the future? Uh, we're going to be in the future. We kind of stepped away, and I'll just be total transparent. About ninety-eight, ninety-nine, we were getting shout out to Dream Not Loud Productions and Arthur Poetry Payne, who used to manage us, and me and Arthur co-wrote always. And we were getting uh, just a little bit frustrated because we were we were learning. I wanted to know the business end of it. And so once you start delving into the business end and some of the things that people wanted you to compromise on, such as your publishing, they really were frustrated and they found out we were writers. Uh, we were in BMI and ASCAP. And so – having a conversation with us you just couldn't tell us anything and so they were trying to get us to give give up our publishing and our writing rights and so we were just kind of really getting frustrated and so we both Arthur put it down I put it down uh one of the founding members Tim Hawkins may rest in peace he tragically passed away and so I kind of just stepped away for it from it for a minute me and Arthur reconnected uh, about a year ago, and we just said, you know what, it's, it's always in us. Let's get back to writing again, and, and that's kind of where we are. So we're currently working on some new projects. Well, we're glad to hear that and certainly hope you keep us in mind when the uh, new product is ready so that uh, maybe you could share it with us and we'll share it with our listeners. I look forward to that. And I, I loved your comments on the music business because one of the things that we have stressed on the show and tried to do is present a forum for artists to learn, for the new artists, the emerging artists and creatives, to learn the business. And we've accented the fact that it is a business. You have to know, you know, when you get into the music business, you have to know more than just the music. You have to know the business, too. And we've had... Uh, we've had a lot of people from various parts of the industry. We've had label executives. We've had producers, arrangers, studio men, artists come on and talk about that point exactly. 
And uh, I'm so glad you brought that up. I was thinking as you were saying that he'd be a great guy. Don't you think John Bon Jovi? He'd be a great guy to have come in and talk on uh, Rockstar 101. I was thinking the same thing. Michael, you'd be a natural for this feature that we have. And uh, we've had various and sundry uh, musicians and record executives and such over the years. And uh, the conversation always turns around to the fact of what do you got to do to make it in the business besides love what you do? You have to love what you do. And that should always come first, but then you also have to have the the savvy to be able to market that and Ooh. hopefully make a, a good living. <laughs> John, you are, right. oh my goodness. And I, and I get it because that's part of the marketing thing and you 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 look on TV and you see the awards and you see the Grammys and you see all of this stuff and you see the tours and they really don't understand that, oh my God, when you go on tour, it is grueling. It is not mm-hmm. glamorous. It is is ruling on that road. Absolutely. You know what, Michael, I'm going to, I'm going to call you out on that. And I'm going to say, we are going to get together and talk about having you come back on the show and talk about the music business and being successful in it today. I really don't want to go much longer because we don't want to run out of time here. And I got a couple other things that I want to have you talk about. One of which is the fact that uh, for people who aren't familiar with uh, for real, uh, you guys had a track record that uh, a lot of uh, a lot of artists would be very envious of. And what you've got a couple of gold records and a platinum album. Uh, had a couple of matter of fact, always was gold. We had a second album that went uh, that went platinum. We were touring for people like the Dramatics, Whispers. Uh, Kansas mm-hmm. City's own Bloodstone, who wrote uh, the, the hit uh, Natural High. Uh, mm-hmm. Kansas City's own uh, Low Key, who were on Flight Time Records with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. We were uh, on tour with Stephanie Mills. We were, we were oh, and Patrice, I could have forget Patrice Russian, who most people don't understand is a phenomenal a musician. I just thought she could just sing. Oh, and definitely. I'm telling you, that one was all around musician. So I learned a lot from Patrice Russian on on how to arrange and how to write. And so we we had some we had some good success. We just did not have the right label deal. And I was coming back going back to what John was saying that where you could make the money, it would have been uh, it wouldn't have advantageous to to Dreaming Out Loud Productions wasn't advantageous uh, to For Real. And mm-hmm. you just have to know when to step away and, and when to stay in it. Uh, perfect example, uh, two years ago on uh, Lifetime when they did the uh, docuseries on uh, New Edition. And I said, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, exactly how it is, how they went five years and never made it, never saw a penny. Mm-hmm. We almost signed a deal exactly like theirs because we were right behind them because uh, mm-hmm. MC Hammer wanted to sign us and go on tour with them because New Edition was opening. They were going to pick us up, and New Edition was going to go new on another tour, and we were going to open up for MC Hammer. Oh, that's That's really quite a history that you have there. Before we let you go, 
as we do with all our guests, we try to give you a minute or two to sell yourself and your music. Tell the folks how they can find you online, how they can find your music, of course, how they can buy it, keep track of you, and uh, and get in touch with you. Well, I'd just like to say this is Mike Jones with the group For Real. Uh, we are back with our hit, Always. It's about eternal love, and I think that's what we need right now in this country is, is, is love and not hate. You can find us at DreamingOutLoudProductions.com. You'll find all our information, our bios. Google it always. You'll you'll see the video. That video went number one on BET and the pop chart. So I just tell people, stick to your dream, get educated about the business, and stay true to yourself. And I'm just so happy that uh, I'm able to talk to you guys and and if people like true music with meaningful lyrics that tries to bring people together and not divide, you're going to love the group for real. That's why we were called for real. You can tell that by your music. And for those of you in the audience who want to look them up, remember uh, when you Google them, it's IV, the Roman numeral four, and the word real, R-E-A-L. I-V, R-E-A-L. Google them, check them out, check their music. And where can they find your music today, Mike? Dreaming Out Loud Productions. Get ready to be on Spotify oh, great. Uh, in two weeks. Yeah, we had Arena on here last week from Dreaming Out Loud. And uh, uh, yes, for listeners, yes. that's uh, Dreaming Out Loud, ENT, E-N-T. Uh, don't spell out the word entertainment. You're looking them up. Dreaming Out Loud. It's no G, D-R-E-A-M-I-N, Out Loud. Dreaming cool. Out Loud, E-N-T. Is where you'll find the record label and the uh, promotions group that uh, Michael was just talking about. Now, last but not least, Michael, before we let you go, we're going to drain another couple of minutes out of you because we want you to tell us about this other track that we're going to close this segment with. It's called Tell Me. Oh, yes. That is co-written me and artists, one of the uh, other founding members of the group. We wrote that around 2002. We're actually going to reproduce that song. Uh, That's one of the projects we're working on. And again, we always delve in relationships. So it is about a couple who finds out what's not so happy at home. Somebody's looking, the grass is green on the other side, and uh, the young man has found out about it. So he's like, tell me what's really going on. Okay, I got it. I want to remind you before you leave that one of our many social media pages is on Facebook. It's the David Bowers Awards Music Groups page. And you can go there, post your music information for the group, new releases, whatever you got going on that you want to share We'll pick it up from there and repost it on our other sites so we get uh, get maximum exposure for you. But keep that in mind. Facebook, the David Bowers Awards Music Groups page. Oh, awesome. I appreciate you guys to the max. Uh, You're very welcome. We appreciate you coming and spending time with us, sharing your stories, your music, and we are going to look forward to having you back again, Michael. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Jones of the group For Real, and here they are with Tell Me.
from like this Navajo nation who helped to contribute in the war in World War II, helped the Americans. They had like these tiny little radios and they had like this really unique language that was never written down anywhere. So nobody knew it, only them. And they helped to contribute in the war because they were, they were on the radios and like the enemy and nobody knew what they were saying. And that was a really big advantage, you know. <laughs> And that was super inspiring. So that's where I got the idea from. So Wildflower, I'm playing the girl Wildflower, who is in, from this Navajo Nation. And she remembers her culture. Her dad was a wind talker, you know, in the war. There's a bit of a love story in there as well. She stands mm-hmm. up for her roots, you know. She lives in the 21st century, a modern world, but she still remembers who she is. And she loves her culture. And kind of like that, yeah. <laughs> that's very interesting. I'm familiar with the with the the story behind the talkers so that much i'm aware of i'm gonna to have to go catch that movie because i have not seen it john bon Jovi, have you seen the movie i have seen the movie it is quite excellent and it is quite moving at the same time the uh yeah. navajo uh people ever since uh we europeans decided to take their country from them have uh, treated them pretty harshly but in return they felt a loyalty to the United States and selflessly uh, put their lives in danger and uh, created the Code Talkers, essentially. And it, yeah, it's a wonderful yeah, movie. Exactly. You really should see it. it it's, it's, it's quite well done. I'm going to. I'm going to. Now, Anita, how did you create the music for this? Did you work with someone or did you do it on yourself? I'm learning mixing and producing but I'm still at the really start. I'm working right now with a, a mentor, my producer. He's like an expert. Like he used to do um, radio and TV as well. So he's got like 30 years experience. I'm working with him. Yeah. And did you write the Did you write the music yourself? I had the chord pattern, and then I just sent it over to him, and then it came back to me, and then we just did it together. Yeah. You did an yeah. excellent job. I I am really looking forward to your future work. One of which we're going to play a track that. Uh, just came out a couple of days ago and uh, we're going to play that after we talk with you but we're so excited for what you're doing and how well you're doing it where did you get the uh, the makeup and the uh, Native American settings and everything oh it was quite an adventure itself you know I had like a makeup artist we had like spent like half an hour and hours just looking at like the original makeup for the Navajo you know to make it proper and to represent what it stands for so we tried to do it really specifically. You did an excellent job. I was I was really impressed. As a matter of fact, when I started playing it, <laughs> I have to tell you this, when I started playing this, <laughs> I had to stop it and check to make sure I had the right track because I could, wait a minute, the English is so oh. good. The, the Native American uh, settings and makeup and everything, I, I'm thinking I must have got the wrong track here, but it is... It's amazing. You've done an excellent job, and I'm really, really excited to say that. That's why I'm looking forward to your future work. Now, you had Wildflower released in October, and uh, Mm -hmm. you have released your next one, which, as I said, we're going to play here in a few minutes. You just released that the 21st of January, and it's already hit 44 on the U.K. charts. Yes, yes, unbelievable. I'm so grateful. (laughs) Well, I know I was uh, I was telling John Bon Jovi before we went on to do the interview that uh, 
I'm really excited for the opportunity to give this tune a shot here in the States because I really think that you fit into the pop music theme like a Selena Gomez or Olivia Rodrigo. And I told uh, Mike at MTS that uh, after listening to the tracks, I really think you could explode in the American music scene, too. And John Bon Jovi, I know you wanted to say something. Well, yeah, and I agree with the sentiment of what you just said. I think uh, the possibility of becoming a commercial success in this country, uh, you know, with especially with the younger demos in this country, is uh, you, you've got a good commercial sound. And in addition to creativity, you have to have a commercial sound to get by today. And you've got that. Mm-hmm. And and I hope that, you know, you continue to be able to hone your skill and refine it. And, you know, as the years go along, I'm sure you will become a success. But, but the question that I have for you, Hanita, is obviously you've listened to some people's music to be able to get you into the mindset that it takes to create a wildflower and anything else that you're doing. So who do you listen to? Who do you get your inspiration from? That's a very good question. I love to listen to all kinds of musicians, to be honest. Like, there's so many amazing talents out there. One of my favorites is Adele, but it's super hard to pick, you know? But I grew up on Adele, love Adele so much, and her voice is so amazing. I would say she's one of she's one of my biggest influences, yeah. Really? You've done cover versions of tunes by a lot of artists, including Adina Menzel and Rachel Cotton, Lauren Daigle, among many others. Let me ask you this. Now, you touched on this earlier, and I wanted to pursue it a little more. After seeing the movie and everything, how did you go about exploring the basis for creating this this song that is so, so very American for someone who is from outside of America, basically? Mm-hmm. I just love America so much. I just love it so, so, so much. <laughs> you know, I have a lot of um, friends there as well, and I really, really want to go there as well. So that was one of the biggest inspirations. But most of the movie as well, you know, like seeing how they work and how they helped, it really touched me. You know, I just went to my room, and I was like, you know, not many people probably know about this, but I'm just going to shed a little light to show people, sure. like, it be a little bit something different, you know. Maybe all, like, the breakup songs and everything out there. <laughs> The thing that really gets to me is the fact that in addition to being a good commercial pop sound, I think we've established that, it has a lot of meat to it. It, It's got substance. It's a meaningful song. It's not just, you know, just another piece of pop music. It's uh, it's got substance to it, which it makes for lasting tunes, tunes that stick around for a while. I'm really impressed with your talent, your voice, and your future possibilities. Now, how do your family feel about your desire to come to America? Oh, they really want to come as well. <laughs> so we're all super excited, you know, hopefully in the future sometime. <laughs> That's a good thing. Anytime, anytime the family goes along with the idea, uh, you, you get something going yeah. for you. I would I gather from that that they are pretty supportive of your career. Yeah, very, very supportive. Yeah, I'm so thankful. Yeah. My, that, um, a- my dad's manager. So we all work together and everything, so it's really cool. That's that's a good thing. Aside from some more releases down the road, what do you look for in the near future, say the next couple of years? Well, I'm working towards like an album and an EP. Um, I'm not really like stuck down to one genre yet, so I'm gonna like 
try out until I forgot which one I like the most. I kind of like uh, EDM at the moment, like dance music, but I've done a little bit of soul and a little bit of country, so they're coming along the way. And I want to try a bunch of other genres as well before I forget mine. I can understand that because this song was introduced as a Euro folk pop single, and it has every bit of that. Oh, yeah. And it even has a feel to an adult audience, which for pop music is rare. It's hard to make that crossover between, you know, between teeny bopper pop music and adult music. And I, uh, I really think you've got something here. And I'm impressed with the fact that you're able to write this music yourself, uh, which speaks of someone with, uh, actually, you would expect that from an older person. That's another thing that I'm really impressed with. Now, you've got a new single coming up, which just came out the 21st of January, called Make It to the Night. What's the theme of that? Tonight is basically kind of like a love song. We tried to... um I worked together with this amazing um, songwriter called Tommy Jones, and he wrote the lyrics. It was a great collab. It was my first collab, actually. It was super exciting, you know, getting to work with somebody else, other musicians out there. So, so much fun. And um, we, like, talked about the theme to being, like, a love song, you know, and a more positive one rather than, like, and, like all the sad ones, you know, a more positive outlook, you know. And that's another thing I like about your music. It has that... It has a happy, positive sound. It's upbeat without being sappy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you, you're, on a, you're on a good track there. One thing we try to do on the David Bowers Awards is always give our guests a chance to advertise themselves, sell themselves. So tell the folks how they can find you, find you online, follow you, contact you, and, of course, buy your music. Yes, of course. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on most of like the uh, music platforms and everything, and usually just always Hanita. But on Instagram, it's like Hanita Music, and on like Facebook and Twitter and everything else, it's uh, I think Twitter is Hanita Music as well, and then Facebook's Hanita as well. So it's H A N Y T A. Right, I'm glad you added that. I was going to spell it for the audience too, because there's a tendency if you're not listening real closely, you're going to think, oh, Anita. And that might not work for them fighting you. So, folks, it's H-A-N-N-Y-T-A. And uh, you can find her all over the Internet. Anita, we are so happy to have had you come and spend time with us, share your music and your story. And we look forward to, one, you coming to America. We hope you'll keep in touch with us. (laughs) We have a page on Facebook, the David Bowers Awards music page, which is there for our guests to Go ahead and post their music news. Anything you do with you and your music that you want to share, you can post it directly to that page, and we'll pick it up and share it with our other pages. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And, again, thank you for joining us today. We look forward to hearing much more from your future, and uh, hopefully when you get your album, you'll give us a shout, and we can preview it here on the show. Of course. You'll be the first one to know. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Her name is Hanita, and here is her latest release on MTS Records, Make It to the Night. I bet you're thinking about me by the way
make it to the night. Anita, thank you so much, Anita. Thank you to both of our guests today, Anita and the group For Real. And thank you to our listeners for joining us. We really stretched the show and got a lot of stuff in today. So, John Bon Jovial, I hope you're ready to take us home. Hi, I'm your Ed McMahon. Have, have you met me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, David, I'm going to take it from here. Ladies and gentlemen, you did it once again, and we are eternally grateful, and I mean that with all sincerity. You spent a perfectly good hour with us here, the David Bowers Awards, and we really do thank you for that. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and, of course, from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona, and we are available for free on most of the major streaming services. You can help the David Bowers Awards support the artists and musicians that make this music by clicking on the link at the end of this episode on Anchor FM and making a donation. We'd really appreciate it if you'd do that. Be sure to click the follow link wherever you listen to your music podcasts and join us next week for the David Bowers Awards Saturday on WRFC FM. That's 106.3 on your FM radio dial, otherwise known as Rochester Free Radio. And you can find us there at noon Eastern on Saturday and on Blog Talk Radio Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 7 p.m. UTC. So until next week, for the David Bowers and uh, all the other radio moronicas that live here at the David Bowers Awards, I am yours truly, the legendarily lovable John Bon Jovial, saying be good to each other, and we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.